welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 14th of March 2020, and the title of this episode is New Homes for Famous RPGs. ICV2 is a tabletop games and geek culture trade press site, and they survey game stores in North America to calculate which games are selling the best. The RPG sales chart for the winter of 2019 is out. So let's take a look at the top five. In the first place, surprising no one at all, is Dungeons and Dragons from Wizards of the Coast. In the second place, the format market leader is Pathfinder from Pazio Publishing. In the third place is the newly released Shadowrun 6th edition from Catalyst Game Labs. That's a good position for a game that's had mm, mixed reviews. In the fourth place is the Star Wars RPG from Fantasy Flight Games. I calculate that Star Wars has been in the top five for nearly a decade, but this is the same Star Wars RPG that Fantasy Flight Games looks to be giving up on. But as we discovered this week, Asmodee, who own FFG, have different plans. Let's get back to that. First though, let's look at the game in the fifth position. That's the official alien RPG from Free League Publishing. That means there are more sci-fi than fantasy games in the top five, and it's the first time Free League Publishing has made the chart. It's been a good week for Free League Publishing. They've also secured a deal to publish the Lord of the Rings RPG. Cubicle 7 had been publishing the game for years, and the big news for 2020 should have been the second edition of the game. It was announced, it was previewed, the, arc, or the artwork was done, it seemed like a mature project, and then, rather dramatically, Cubicle 7 announced that they would have to abandon the project. You see, Cubicle 7 didn't own the rights to the Lord of the Rings. A company called Sophisticated Games had it, and Cubicle 7 was a partner. We don't know the details, but when Cubicle 7 walked, they did so while saying they had some difficulties with sophisticated games. There's absolutely a story there, but we may never hear it. It's taken a couple of months, and I'm not sure whether this is a quick negotiation or a long one when it comes to an iconic brand like Middle-earth and The Lord of the Rings, but sophisticated games has found a replacement for Cubicle 7. That company is Free League Publishing. Industry watchers will notice that Modifius isn't mentioned. At one point, Modifius acted as a logistics support for Free League Publishing, but I suspect those days are long gone too. Now, the key date is the 1st of June. That's when the deal comes to life, and I suspect we'll hear more from Free League then. But what we do know right now is that the original writers are back, Francesco Napoli and Marco Maggi. The One Ring RPG isn't the only big RPG title to be on the move. This week, thanks to the Gamma Expo, we know that the Star Wars RPG, Legend of the Five Rings and Genesis, which means a Keyforge RPG, have been saved. Fantasy Flight Games will stop doing them, but another Asmodee-owned publisher, Edge Entertainment, will pick them up. Edge Entertainment is a Spanish company that, up until now, specialises in making games, translating them and bringing them to Europe. I can hear fans sighing with relief all around the world. Now on Twitter, it was suggested that it might not have been right to use the word saved, 
and maybe this was Asmodee's plan all along. Maybe so, but if that was the case, then it was a horrible plan. A good plan would have been to prepare Edge Entertainment with the basics, you know, like some English language content on their website and a page to reassure people that their old Star Wars products are still good and valid. What happened instead was weeks of uncertainty. I'd be astonished if sales remained the same. Why would you invest in a product range that was at serious risk of being discontinued? For example, before Genesis was called out as an RPG that would be moved to Edge, Fantasy Flight announced Mutant Invasion. That's a supplement for the yet unreleased Keyforge RPG. It seems improbable that any master plan from Asmodee would have Fantasy Flight Games announce Genesis supplements mere days before trying to introduce a new brand as a custodian of the series. So I think saved is an acceptable word to use for the future of Genesis, the Legend of the Five Rings and the Star Wars RPG. It may be that moving management of those titles to Spain will save some money. I guess it makes the internationalisation of the titles easier if Edge was a company that was doing it in the first place. Money, though, seems to be why Fantasy Flight Games wanted out. Not enough profits in RPGs, I suspect, is the cause. And we've discussed this in previous episodes of Audio EXP. Of course, RPGs don't need minis made in China and can act to diversify your product range and help you weather any global disruption to manufacturing and trade. You know, like an American-Chinese trade war or a COVID-19 pandemic. There is a big games maker who might be doing that. USopoly, aka the OP, and I wish they would make their branding clearer, have announced a new game, and I think it might be their first role-playing game. The OP will publish Quests of Yore, Barky's edition, as a box set with minis, dice, tokens and rules. Quests of Yore is a role-playing game featured in the latest animation from Disney and Pixar. The animation is Onward, just in cinemas now, with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt providing voices of two elf brothers. We're yet to see if the OP will do any more RPGs, but they are a trusted company with a good record of handling franchises. They're the ones doing the Critical Role Munchkin game, for example, despite Munchkin being a Steve Jackson game. So, if the OP wanted to start pitching for RPG licenses, then I think they'd be in a strong position. Right, two more stories of RPG licenses going places and then we'll move on. First up is the sci-fi RPG called Kadimar that Chaosium had been working on. We've not really heard that much about it since it was announced and now we know why it's been so quiet. Chaosium have been thinking about the future of the unfinished game. In short, and using my words, Chaosium don't want to overstretch themselves and under-deliver on the game. They want to focus on the Rivers of London RPG and they're just about to launch their often-delayed Kickstarter for the Red Thread of Fate game, and so they want out of Kadimar. Chaosium, who I've noted before as generally trying to do the good thing, have given Kadimar to Darker Hue Studios. I say give, maybe it was sold, I don't know. I suspect it was give. Why Darker Hue Studios? Darker Hue is essentially the publishing vehicle for Chris Spivey, and Chris Spivey was the designer on Kadimar. 
I've only heard good things about Spivy's work, and perhaps Kadimar will be the first of his games that I back or buy. I hope it goes well for him. Sadly, things did not go so well for Jetpack 7 when they announced plans to kickstart a 5e setting called Adventures in Dugati, the Mystic East. The immediate response on Twitter was one of concern. It was felt that the mere concept of the Mystic East leaned too heavily on unwelcome Asian stereotypes. Now, as it turns out, Jetpack 7 had even worked with someone to avoid that, a cultural sensitivity advisor, and they were told not to use words like Oriental to describe the setting. But it clearly wasn't enough, and they had a backlash on Twitter. Jetpack 7 listened, and that was good of them. I think it would have been incredibly easy to be defensive about the project. The tiny publisher had no doubt been working very hard on it, and they must have thought they'd taken all proper steps. Very quickly, Jetpack 7 decided to drop the project. They didn't want to offend anyone. They had been wanting to help. Okay, since we're talking about small studios, let's talk about Two-Head Turtle. For March, Geeknator's patrons had a list of Itch.io publishers to vote into the limelight of the RPG publisher spotlight. Two-Head Turtle won. But I wasn't able to find anything about them, and I certainly wasn't able to get in touch with the talent behind the scenes. Two-Head Turtle is entirely anonymous. So... For this month's RPG Publisher Spotlight, Geek Native has introduced the one game we can attribute to the studio, and that's a game called God Forsaken. Not God Forsaken, but a name that uses Fossa in the middle. Fossa are a rare type of cat. God Forsaken is an alternative version of the already spooky Pied Piper story. Here's the pitch. Three years ago, your home was overrun by vengeful ghosts. Two months ago, a stranger came, promising to drive them away. One week ago, things finally began to return to normal. Last night, all the children vanished. The stranger is to blame. Today, there will be justice. Sound interesting? Godforsaken doesn't require a GM. And now, since this coverage is supposed to be a spotlight piece, I use the extra time in the article to talk about Itch.io. Have you found that site yet? It's an alternative marketplace for games. Most of those games are indie computer games, but you can sell your PDF RPGs there instead. So if you're not a fan of One Bookshelf, that's the DMs Guild and DriveThruRPG, for example, then Itch.io might be worth looking at. If you are a geek native backer on Patreon, even if you're just throwing in one dollar a month, then you can vote in April's poll. Please do. If the RPG Publisher Spotlight can help support smaller publishers, then surely that helps everyone in the community in the long run. The 2020 Origins Award nominees have been announced as well, and Origins are also all about supporting publishers, especially innovative ones. I won't run through all the nominees, it'll take too long, check the blog, you'll find a link in the show notes for the full list. However, I'll do the board game and role-playing game categories. So in the board game category, we have Cloudspire by Chip Theory Games, Colours of Paris by Super Meeple and Lumiere Imports, Guardian's Call by Druid City Games and Skybound Games, Parks by Keymaster Games, Pret-a-Porte by Portal Games, Red Alert Space Fleet Warfare by PCS Games, Tonari 
by IDW Games and Tricky Tides by Gold Seal Games or Zafty Games. In the role-playing game category, there's the Alien RPG by Free League Publishing, Over the Edge 3rd Edition by Atlas Games, the Pathfinder Core Rulebook 2nd Edition by Pazio, Starcrossed by Bully Pulpit Games, and Teens in Space by Renegade Games and their partners Hunters Entertainment. I hope, though, that the Origins Game Fair goes ahead. The organisers of Chaosium Con Down Under have had to call that off due to concerns around COVID-19. This pandemic is causing all sorts of economic damage, and there are tricky ethics associated with it too. Who wants to be making money off other people's sufferings? I think Astral, that's a virtual tabletop, have found the right note. This is a company that can help with social distancing by letting you do your regular gaming session with friends over the internet. They've announced that their pro features will be free for everyone until the end of April. And if you're paying for that already, then you're getting two months in credit. I'm not sure how much money that is for the company. Hopefully they have enough pro subscribers to be viable. In this instance, I think Astral are doing the right thing. I don't think they're milking the hardship of COVID-19 or of self-isolation. I think they find that happy middle spot where they'll get some marketing success out of doing the right thing. A company that finds it pretty easy to get marketing success is Marvel, and that's due to the power of their fans. It's a nice position to be in. And this week, they released the final Black Widow trailer. The focus is very much on the villain, Taskmaster. And he's a baddie who can learn other people's moves by studying them, and is so good at it that he can even predict what the moves of the heroes he's fighting will be. Except for Deadpool, of course, because Deadpool doesn't really know what Deadpool will be doing next. The movie is set after the events of Captain America the Civil War, and we can see Taskmaster mimicking Black Panther. So that's led to some speculation of exactly how and where he could have studied that particular hero. Are fans just looking for theories to discuss, or are they trying to claim I told you so as early as possible? I mean, a surprise twist could be Taskmaster turning out to be a character we've already seen. What do you think? Lastly, a comic book story that caught my eyes this week is Valiant launching Savage. They're starting again with a character, I think. So if, like me, you know nothing about Savage, this is a good series to start on. Savage grew up in an island full of dinosaurs, and each day was a battle to survive. Then, somehow, he finds his way to London, where he becomes a viral phenomenon. I imagine you could tell a whole story around you know, what modern culture looks like reflected through the eyes of a caveman. And maybe Valiant does that. However, what they also do is invade a London with dinosaurs. So on that note, let's call it a wrap. Keep safe, watch out for dinosaurs, and wash your hands.